Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right. Welcome to the Ohio State Buckeyes Daily Blitz here on the DSPmediaonline.com network. Presented by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. And bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet. You win. You get paid at BetUS.com. All right, the big news uh, today in college sports, the the media deal announced uh, for the Big Ten with Fox, CBS, and NBC uh, officially becomes uh, it becomes official uh, on um, Thursday. Did but it is a deal that will be seven years for more than more than seven billion dollars. That's billion with a B. More than a billion dollars a year is going to go into the pockets of the Big Ten per this media deal with Fox, CBS, and NBC. Uh, CBS and NBC both paying $350 million annually um, and uh, marks the end of the relationship with ESPN for the Big Ten after 40 years. And just some of the uh, highlights from that deal. Um, NBC was the only one that uh, bid for the primetime window. The 330 slots going to CBS and uh, the noon will stay with Fox. Um, NBC is going to get the 2026 Big Ten championship game. Uh, CBS will also get the Big Ten uh, championship game. It uh, looks like um, probably 2024-2028. And there's a streaming thing involved in this, too, with uh, Paramount Plus and Network. Uh, the streaming stuff will be going on there. But um, other news that uh, it's the Fox will still have, like, the number one pick in their draft. And the way they've changed it, though, is, is that uh, Fox can pick which week they want to have their choice of games which inevitably will be like the Ohio State-Michigan week. They'll do that, do the Fox News kickoff. But other net, the other networks will have a chance then to also get the best game um, of the week uh, that they want as far as the Big Ten game goes. But what's going to happen most weeks, you'll see a, a noon Big Ten game, a 3.30 Big Ten game, and, a, and maybe a Big Ten primetime prime uh, prime game in the evening. And there's a few times when Notre Dame would play into that as well. If they have a night game, it might change that, though. It involves Big Ten basketball. Um, there's going to be some Big Ten men's basketball tournament games showing up um, on Peacock. And also um, you'll see uh, some other networks will have the um, – you'll see also Big Ten women's championship game action in basketball also being now involved in the network. So it's a lot of moving parts, um, but it's a huge deal. And it lasts, like I say, seven years, starts in 2023, and uh, is worth more than $7 billion dollars. There's different ways it can increase. And plus, if the Big Ten decides to add more teams, they can also um, renegotiate and add on to the deal as well. So, but Kevin Warren's back, or Kevin Warren for the Big Ten, his background is with the NFL. And this feels like an NFL type deal because just like the NFL has the games with different networks involved, same thing is happening here. Um, and it's a, it's a brilliant, smart deal. 
It'll be weird not seeing the Big Ten on ABC and ESPN, although ESPN could still carry some basketball games as a separate package. That's also a possibility. Um, the streaming stuff has to be figured out. There were a lot of complaints last year with Peacock when they had an NBC uh, when NBC put a game strictly on the Peacock uh, streaming platform for Notre Dame. I think it was Notre Dame Toledo might have been. But a lot of complaints about that, about how it was executed, how people were able to consume it at home. And so that, that's stuff they're going to have to figure out. Um, with, uh, with the, if they're going to stream some of these games. You'll see some games streamed strictly on Peacock or strictly on Paramount Plus, and, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, all comes together, the three networks all working together to cross-promote the Big Ten and uh, how it's going to affect the way we view and the way we consume Big Ten sports. Um, the college presidents and chancellors, the 11 that make up the CFP Board of Managers, this is the Board of Managers, they met via Zoom earlier this week, and they are talking about uh, breaking away from the NCAA as far as football goes. And uh, it makes perfect sense to me. I, I think that you're going to end up having a situation where you've got about 60 teams. that are going to be governed in a different way. Maybe Greg Sankey or Kevin Warren, someone like that, is the kind of one who oversees that strictly for football. And um, we'll see how, but I think that something like that would happen. I think it's probably better for college football. Um, the NCAA, NCAA is not used to, especially now with the way NIL deals are working, you don't have to police it quite as, how do, I, how do I put it? You don't have to police it quite as much, I guess, with the NIL deals out there. There's a four-year oysters giving payments under the table, guys getting benefits they weren't supposed to get. Most of that stuff has gone by the wayside now with these NIL deals. So uh, we'll see how much that. The CFP, again, it's going to expand at some point. And you could very well have the college football playoff be separate from the NCAA and as far as, uh, you know, completely separate and they'll have their own set of rules, own set of guidelines and own set of own design way of how they're going to play in it. Uh, saw this stat. I was just shocked by this with Ohio state. And it was some, something on the athletic Ohio state has lost 28 games in the last 15 years. And they've had four different coaches doing that. Um, that is the only, like, I, I keep 15 years, 28 losses, and um, they have never lost more than seven games in a season in the history of the school. 1890 was when football started with the, for Ohio State, and they have never lost more than seven games in a season. And as this was pointed out, the Athletic, Alabama lost eight in 2000. Michigan lost nine in 2008. Penn State lost nine in 2003. Uh, USC in 2021 texas has lost seven games since 2010 but it's amazing that ohio state's got that kind of stat when you've got four head coaches over that time span you know when you've got uh um trestle meyer and you've got uh um obviously uh, fickle in that trestle fickle day or meyer and day in that in that span so an incredible stat right there i thought when i heard that about ohio state football so um, other news, Notre Dame had a commitment, a five-star kid from 2023, Keon Keeley, who's a uh, five-star edge rusher. He is uh, six foot five and 230 pounds. He was uh, one of Notre Dame's prized recruits in the 2023 class. Since he committed to Notre Dame, he took a visit to Ohio State, um, and then he took a visit to, I think, in, uh, and also to Florida, and then he just recently took a visit to Alabama and now has decommitted. It looks like Alabama is probably in the lead to get him. 
but he's uh, the number 24 ranked prospect overall. He committed in June of 2021 out of Tampa, number one defensive end in the class. So, uh, But Ohio State is in the mix for him. So we'll see what happens with that. But that'd be a good get for them. Look, they've already got, I know, the 2023 class is, uh, is, is stellar already, but they could add another big name to it there. The um, Super Bowl uh, MVP Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, an all-pro defender, and Ken Riley are all finalists now for the um, in the senior division for the Hall of Fame class of 2023, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canada. And they'll have a chance to go to the Hall of Fame if they are supported, uh, if they get at least 80% of the votes in January. Um, Howley was, uh, lost the Super Bowl in um, Super Bowl five, I think it was, and then uh, they lost Super Bowl Dallas 16 to 13 to Baltimore, but he won the MVP. And uh, as part of that uh, New York Stack Exchange with uh, uh, Gastineau, um, and then you know Ken Riley was a longtime uh, defensive back for the Bengals, very successful there. And I started thinking about who, what Buckeyes should be in the Hall of Fame, and I came up with a couple of names, and I can't believe that Eddie George does not get more consideration Hall of Fame or isn't mentioned more often as somebody who should be in the Hall of Fame. Eddie George had a terrific pro uh, with the Titans, and um, he was a bruising back and played for a long time, got a lot of carries. Now, he did wear down at the end, but still, I, I think he's somebody who is underrated. And he was one of the best running backs of his era. He wasn't the best, but he was one of the best. I think he should get, get consideration for that. Uh, Jack Tatum, former Buckeye, known as the assassin in the NFL, the Oakland Raiders a long time, also played um, for the Oilers, I believe, as well. But Tatum, somebody else who I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Then a couple of linebackers, former linebackers for Ohio State, Randy Gratishar, who was part of that Orange Crush defense in Denver. He was a, um, a two-time All-Pro first team, I think a 10-time Pro Bowler. He should be getting cons more consideration. And so should Chris Spielman, quite honestly. Uh, Spielman was a, a long-time linebacker for Detroit. Buffalo had success there, went to Cleveland before his career ended because of a neck injury. But Spielman, another guy, I think all four of those guys, I'm surprised they don't get mentioned more prominently when it comes to uh, talk about who should be in the Hall of Fame. And I hope that uh, I hope those guys do get some love here coming up in the next few years. Uh, LeBron James' son, Bronny James, uh, being uh, supposedly heavily recruited by Oregon, Ohio State, and USC. Um, there was on3.com reported that Oregon was in the lead and uh, actually said that Oregon's got a better than 50% or got a 50% chance to get the services of Bronny James and put USC and Ohio State at 25%. LeBron came out and disputed that report and said that, look, he hasn't even taken a visit yet. Um, when there's something to know, he'll tell you. Look, I, um, the, the 2023 class for Ohio State's already really impressive. Uh, not to say that Bronny couldn't help it, but I'm not sure if it's that big of a, a need on the court for the Buckeyes. I, I think Bronny James, and this is no disrespect to him, he's a, he's a fine basketball he's, he's an incredible basketball player. But more importantly, whoever gets him, it's going to be the, the added bonus of always having LeBron around when he can be during the season. You'll see LeBron courtside sometimes for games or up in the luxury boxes sometimes for games. And um, that's why I think inevitably – He'll end up being like USC or Oregon, one or the other. A little closer for uh, LeBron to get to the games versus coming out to Columbus. But Brian James could always decide to take uh, play a year. And, um, and so we'll see what happens there. UCLA also went on in Michigan. But I, I think he ends up going to Oregon or USC. And uh, that'll be just fine. Look, it, the Ohio State 
class in 2023 is already a top three class. Um, I certainly wouldn't say no to adding Bronny James, but I'm not sure if it should be a priority right now at this point um, for Ohio State. All right, that is it for the Buckeye Blitz. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, like, subscribe, all those things. You can follow me on Twitter, at FitHappens, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Always stuff happening, going on in Buckeye Nation. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.